Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, I've been talking about your assignment, and um, I want to continue this. Uh, It's your purpose, your assignment. Why am I on the face of the earth? Um, I want you to know that your assignment is going to require a season of preparation. Um, A lot of times, your season of preparation is uncomfortable for you because it's not convenient. It... um, your season of preparation a lot of times is all about um, training. And you got to realize this, you're not born qualified, you become qualified. And there's going to be seasons that you face, and one of the greatest seasons you'll face first is preparation, preparation, preparation. Um, You know, it's almost like Jesus' life is an example of this, Because we see Jesus come up out of the River Jordan. God calls him. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And it was like the beginning of his ministry. And the next thing you know, the Holy Spirit leads. The Bible says, and he was led into the wilderness to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights by the devil. And you're thinking, wow, you got to be kidding me, man. He just comes up out of the River Jordan. He just gets um, really the anointing on his life for the ministry that God gave him. Even though he's Jesus, the son of man, he's still the son of God. But he goes through the earth responsibilities like me and you do or the process. And then he gets led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And you would think like, well, the Holy Spirit would never lead me someplace hard. It doesn't get much harder than in the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't get much it doesn't get much harder than the wilderness and sometimes in life you got to realize that Jesus is leading you until the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? Jesus leads you to a hard place. Jesus leads you to a place where you don't really know what's going on and you say, "How in the heaven can I be in the will of God?" Imagine this, imagine this for Jesus. Imagine the thoughts and temptations he had in the middle of the wilderness being tempted by the devil, thinking this cannot be the will of God, even though he was God. Because you got to realize something. God didn't just tell him everything like, oh, let me tell you what. He had, to, he had to be faithful to stay true to this stuff to accomplish everything that God had for him. So one of the things was preparation, 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 and sometimes Preparation is uncomfortable, you know? And sometimes preparation isn't easy. And sometimes preparation is difficult. So when you look at Philippians 3, 4, look at Philippians 3, 4, and you're going to see this 4, 5, and 6 in Philippians. And 7 really kind of gets you there, man, right? So look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 4, right? Though I might have also confidence in my flesh, if anybody could have it, I more. Why is that? 
because I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. So Paul's building up his boast like, man, if anybody could have trusted in their flesh, it was me. But he wasn't being prideful. He was trying to say, don't put no confidence in your flesh. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, the law, I did it. I was blessed. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for a loss for Christ. See what I'm saying? What is he saying? Preparation. I went through the training. I went through all this stuff. I, I, if anybody could say I'm qualified, it's me. That's what he was saying. If anybody could say they're qualified, it's me. I've been prepared. I trained. I stood this. I did this. But then all of a sudden he goes, but once I got in Christ, man, I got to let go of all this stuff. And it's different kind of training. It's different kind of responsibility. So we talked about the seasons of separation. We talked about the seasons of affliction. We talked about these seasons. But one of the seasons that we try to get away from is I like to call it the season of warfare. You're going to have to fight some stuff to get to your destiny. And 2 Timothy 2, 3 really talks about it in 4. Because if you don't realize that there is a battle for your destiny, you won't fight to see yours. You know, you really won't. And I don't want that to be your... Um, I don't want to say downfall because that's, that's like it's not the end of the world. But I don't want the, that to be your delay. You know what I mean? Because you think like, man, why do I got to fight this thing? You say, well, you know, being in the will of God, being in the will of God for your life isn't easy. You know, everybody gets like the destination and things. When I get to the de did you? what did you think? Okay, let me ask you a question. If you were at the destination where God wants you to be, doing what God called you to do, do you think the enemy is going to be doing cartwheels because you're fulfilling the will of God for your life? I'd almost get nervous if there was an opposition. You know? Well, it's not easy. Yeah, no, duh. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's financially hard. Yeah, well, yeah. Because what do you think the devil does if you're not waiting the will of God? probably leaves you alone. You're not even doing anything for the kingdom until you get in the will of God. So this is why I think people get perplexed and don't understand. Look what he says in 2 Timothy 2 and 3. He said this, uh, you need to endure hardness as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. What do you mean? Look at 4. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life. What? that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. This is military terminology. He says, look, man, you got to stand firm in what I've called you to be. Be like a soldier. I didn't know soldier. What in the heaven do you mean? Look at 2 Corinthians 10-2, Passion Translation. We're going to read 10-2 through 6, and you're going to see this thing, man. You're going to see this thing big, man, in the passion, right? Because nobody wants to talk about this stuff. Not, it's not popular. 
right? And I'm going to show you something because uh, I think for lack of, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't, maybe nobody, I don't know. Maybe nobody knows. Like, I'm not going to sell you on a bill of goods that isn't true. You know what I'm saying? So maybe nobody knows. Like, I'm, I don't want to say nobody. It sounds so weird. But maybe people aren't talking about it because they don't really think you're going to go through it. But I know better, so I'm going to tell you the truth of it. You're going to go through it, man. You don't think you're going to go through it? And I think what happens is they sell people on this Christianity and this Christianity is, is kind of weak. And then you're like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have to go through this because everybody's telling me it's going to be rosy. And I'm not trying to build the bleak picture, but you get what I'm saying. Like, if you didn't know, terminology, I got to fight, I'm a soldier. What is this all about? I'm telling you. I think it's important. I think when you get this thing figured out, it makes it easier. And once you and once you get that figured out, what happens is you kind of notice that, oh, you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna be moved by this stuff. Because if this stuff's moving you, if this pressure moves you, man, I got another scripture I was pulling up too. Okay, so let's read this. Now I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line. Wow. Right? With you. Which I'm willing to do by daring to confront those who mistaken believe that we are living by the standards of the world and not by the Spirit's Wisdom and power. Whoa. For although we live in a natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses which, what, behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish all trace of rebellion and as soon as you choose, complete obedience. That's tough, man. Military terminology, you know, like we're not stopping and we're going for it. Look at look at First Peter five and five, King James. And the reason why I'm giving you this one is this: you're going to go through a season of suffering. You're going to go through a season of warfare. What do you mean? A season of suffering. He tells you this. If we suffer, we shall also reign. Look at this. Likewise, he explained it. I was in a meeting, right? And I tell this story all the time. The guy was reading it, right? And when we go on a little bit, I'll show you the scripture. And the guy skipped over the last part of this. And I said, 
I was with PL, I was like, that right there is the problem with the body of Christ. They don't want to tell nobody there's a negative side that you got to push through, and it's wrong. Because read it the way it says it, and let people know you're going to go through a season of warfare. So what are you going to do when warfare shows up? You're not going to think it's God. You're going to know it's the enemy, and you're going to fight. What are you going to do when suffering shows up? Oh, suffering's not going to show up. You don't even know what you're talking about. Suffering, seasons of suffering are going to show up. Not like defeat or stuff like that, but what? For change. Watch this. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another. Ooh. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay, I'm down. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I like it. I like it. Okay? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. See what he's saying? Saying the enemy's there. He's coming like a roaring lion. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing the same affliction, not a fancy word, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So he's saying, look, this joker don't have no new weapons. He does the same thing systematically the way he does it over and over. But now watch what he says. 1 John 5.10 should be etched in your memory forever. But the God of all grace, supernatural ability, supernatural power, everything that needs to be done, supernatural Jesus, right? But God of all grace... Who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you, this is where the guy skipped, suffered. What do you mean after I suffered? Suffering is ceasing from sin. Stand in your ground. When you get through the suffering, of hanging on, fighting the fight of faith, waging the warfare battle, fighting the devil. Not, we know we got the victory, but you ain't going to sit there and just tell me. You, let me tell you, if you're the champion in the world, you still got to fight. Come on. After you suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settled. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Come on. Look at 1 Peter 5.10 in the Passion. Reads real clear. It's going gonna, it's gonna to expound this thing so you can see it a little better, see it a little bit more intentively, and I think it's going to be helpful. And then, after your brief suffering, the God of all grace, or loving grace, after your brief suffering, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up.
That's great news, ain't it? But he said, first, you got to suffer. What's the suffering? Resisting what? The enemy. What's the suffering? Waging warfare. What's the suffering? Fighting the fight of faith. What's the suffering? It's not going to be comfortable. It's the truth. There's a season where you're going to get wisdom in these areas, but it's only going to be through the process. That's huge. You're going to go through a season of proving yourself to be faithful. You want to, you see this one. Look at this one. Second, Second Timothy. I mean, I like this, man. Second Timothy. And you look at Second Timothy chapter 4. Right? Second Timothy 4, 5. King James is great. Right? Look what it says. It says, but watch thou in all things and endure afflictions. He's telling him. He's telling Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. That's our job, winning souls, and make proof for your ministry. Right? Endure affliction. You got to go through a season to prove yourself. You're going to go through a season of isolation. You're going to go through a season where you go through this thing. And all these things that you're walking through let you see something in God you can't see without the season. And that right there will save your life. You're going to see seasons. In each season, you may feel unaware of the purpose of that specific season. But I'm telling you now, when you get out of it and go on the other side of it, you're going to, remember, remember Karate Kid? Remember that? Remember that stuff? Yeah, it's a goofy movie. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But you remember Mr. Miyagi, man? You know, here you go, Daniel's son, right? He shows up, and Mr. Miyagi says, hey, here's the deal, dude. Go wax the cars. Go wax all the cars. Wax all the cars. And this kid's in there laboring, sweating, just waxing cars. Right? Remember, remember I did it? I don't even remember the movie. It's like, wax on. Wax off. Wax on. Wax off. And he went to do it, and he was doing it. With, and no, 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 no. Wax on. Wax off. Then he took him and said, paint the fence. Paint the fence. Paint the fence. Paint the fence. Paint the fence up. Paint the fence down. Paint the fence up. Paint the fence down. And he got the kid, wax the car, and paint the fence. And the kid's just like, dude, I'm just like, you're do-boy, man. What did you teach me? And he pushes him. He goes, wax on. He's like, oh, he's a ninja. Right? Nobody sees wax the car. Nobody sees paint the fence. Nobody sees the season of life. You might be discouraged and, 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 you know, just shot out and disappointed. And, you know, you're just like, what does this have to do with the training for my calling? But then you went through this season uh, you know, where you're like, oh my God, why do we have to go through that financial season? So you can believe God for the millions of bucks. You got to believe God for the vision he gave you. Oh, why did we have to go through that season in our family? Why did we have to go through that geography season? Why did we have to go to there? Why do we have to go through Nineveh? Why, I don't know the journey. 
I just know the destination. You got to learn, you know, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got to learn how to get through the fiery trial. Look at Psalms 138.7. Woo! You're going to like this one. You got to figure out your assignment, man. Psalm 138. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. That's what I'm saying. You don't think you're going to go through troubles? You don't think you're going to go through trials? You don't think you're going to go through tests? And then what happens in the middle? Once you get in that season, what's the first thing you think about? Why am I in this season? Why am I in this? Why did you bring me here to die? Children of Israel, right? They're like, why did you leave us? You should have just left us in Egypt. And he's trying to take them to a promised land. And all they got is Egypt in their brain. Y'all been there and I've been there too. So, Pastor Chris, what did you do to help me be encouraged? I am letting you understand that your life is going to be seasons. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be hard. Some of them are going to be uh, simpler. Some of them are going to reveal things to you. But more, every one of them is going to reveal a side of God you've never seen before. Okay? So let me ask a question. How are you going to know he's a healer unless you've seen him heal? Huh? How are you going to do that? I'm getting all excited. I'm pushing the set all over. But, right? How are you going to know he's a deliverer unless you need to get delivered? How are you going to know he's a fi financial God if he doesn't pull off a financial miracle? How are you going to know he's the God of yesterday, today, and forever unless you see him do some stuff for you? Man. You got to stay in prayer. Because God will explain to you, I've been in seasons, unknown seasons, and ask God, you know what he says in James 1 and 5? You don't got to turn there. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. When's the last time you asked God, why am I here? Why am I in this spot? Man, I got places sometimes I was like, God, God will tell you sometimes. He said, that's the devil you need to fight. I just had a business guy the other day. Oh, you know, if God wants the business, if God wants the business, if God gave me the business, if God did it, I said, will you cut it out with if God gave you this? It's like saying your marriage. Well, you know, if God, you're married. Fight for it. You started it. Finish it. You did it. Complete it. Don't turn around just because it's got uncomfortable. And it's Christianity that's preached is some fairy tale farce. Like, well, you know, every day should just be, you know, Chocolate, tulips, and daisies. No, man, you're going to have to fight. You're going to go through seasons of isolation, seasons of preparation, seasons to find wisdom, seasons where you feel like quitting, seasons when you feel like this. But you know what you're going to do? Ah, you're going to fight with strength, and you're going to win because God's going to give you the victory. And that's what you got to realize. He's always going to allow you to be victorious. But just like it said in 1 Peter 5, you got to suffer sometimes. Now, I want to say something about that word because I think I don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Like somebody say, what do you mean a cliffhanger? Well, people don't really explain it. That word suffer, okay, basically in, in, in the Greek is 
connected to passion, okay? It's to experience um, a feeling, a passion, to be uh, basically affected or just a, basically, in a a simple sense, it's just basically to feel. It's an emotion kind of like, you know what I mean? So you might feel like, man, this promise is taking forever. That's suffering. This should have happened by now. That's suffering. When's this battle going to end? That's suffering. It's not like you're getting your head kicked in suffering like that. It's just like, I'm hanging on to a promise. I'm hanging in the fight. I'm hanging in my future. I want to prepare my destiny. And you got to go through some stuff sometimes to get there. Don't forget this. I'm leaving you guys. Ready? If you allow the process of every season to operate in your life, when you come out of it and look back, you're going to know how important it was. When you're walking in the middle of it, you're not going to understand any of it. But if you can be faithful and trust God, when you come out the other side, you're going to see you grew through it. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person here. I thank you that their life's going to a whole new level. I thank you, Lord, they're learning to walk through the seasons of life, and they are going to fulfill their God-given assignment in the earth in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm so glad you joined me tonight. Thank you for sharing. But here's the big news. Don't forget, this Saturday, our Increase Summit starts. Saturday morning, we are having our Increase Summit starting, right? We're going to be right here in the sanctuary, Saturday morning, Sunday, 9 and 1030. Dr. John Avanzini, he's going to be here Sunday morning and night. It's going to be powerful. We got 9, don't forget, 1030 and 6. It's going to be wild Sunday. You need to be in the building. Do not miss church. And then Monday and Tuesday night, we're going to finish strong. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to send your life and to a whole other level. I love you guys. I'm going to see you this weekend. Listen, be in this house. I'm, I'm, I'm compelling you as your pastor that this is going to be life-changing for you and your family. I promise you it's the truth. Amen. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. And remember this, just keep on doing what you're doing and walking this thing out. And God's going to make sure you fulfill your God-given assignment. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.